0: Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio as we begin a brand new Bible study entitled, Refined, Finding Joy in the Midst of the Fire. One of the most difficult questions to answer is perhaps this one. Why do Christians, the beloved children of God, have to go through difficult times in life? I hope that this Bible study will give you the answers that you need. This is Carol McLeod, and I'm honored to have you join us today. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll free 1-855-569-5433. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. Refined is a Bible study that's going to help us understand the purpose of the fire in life. It's going to attempt to answer this question. Why do Christians go through hard times? Now, I know that some of you may be tempted to turn your radio off and tune me out, or perhaps you've decided I'm not going to listen to this tomorrow, but I want to encourage you to hang tough, to stay with me, because this Bible study is going to be a joy, and it may be the most important topic in all of Scripture. You see, the world is filled with broken and disappointed people, and Christians need to have the scriptural tools to comfort these people, to encourage them, to pray for them, and to believe with them. This Bible study refined is going to be practical, biblical, helpful, and hopeful. It's also going to ask some difficult questions. Does God send hard times? Or, Or maybe God allows hard times. Will God ever intervene in our hard moments in life? I want to start with the basics. I want to start with just the fundamental concepts of our Christian faith. There was a great German theologian by the name of Karl Barth. When asked by a seminary student, what is the greatest theological truth? Do you know how Karl Barth answered this question? He responded by saying, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. All of our questions must go back to this simple truth. Jesus loves me. God is good. It's in the Bible. So today, let's start by attacking two different questions. What is a trial and who is God? I believe that a trial is any circumstance or event in life when your instinctive, reflective response is this, oh no, not this. Do I have to go through this? And then there are different levels of an, oh no, not this. And I've categorized them by first, second and third degree burns. First of all, going through a fire and experiencing an, oh no, God, why do I have to go through this? Of the first degree might be a situation like this. You're backed up in bumper to bumper traffic. You're late for work on the day of a very important meeting that may determine your future with your company. And you cry out, why God, why do I have to go through this? Or what about this first-degree burn? You gain back the 20-something pounds that you diligently lost last year before your high school reunion. And again, you might say, why, God, why do I have to go through this? You know, all of those first-degree burns may bring forth issues of frustration and certainly disappointment, but let's face it, they are minor irritations and barely cause a blister in the larger scope of life and then there are what I call second-degree burns. Perhaps this would be categorized as a second-degree burn. Your husband lost his job after working 30 years for the same company, and you cry out, why, God? Why do I have to go through this? Perhaps one of your children breaks an arm during the last play of the last game of soccer season. Why God, why do we have to go through this? Now, second degree burns cause a much deeper trauma than do first degree burns. The pain is longer lasting and the cure is more difficult to find. However, in most cases, the flames of this type of fire that cause second degree burns are not life altering. And then there are the dreaded third degree burns. Your spouse of over a quarter of a century has just informed you that your marriage is over. Why, God, why do I have to go through this? The doctor has just informed you after a relentless battery of tests that you will never be able to bear children. Why, God, why do I have to go through this? Maybe this is your scenario. Being an only child, you've cared for your elderly parents by yourself for years. The doctor has just informed you that your beloved mother has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Why, God, God, do I really have to go through this? Or perhaps after years of medical bills and pink slips and trying to keep food on the table, your husband announces that you indeed have to declare bankruptcy. Why God, why do I have to go through this? Third degree burns can cause your heart to break and your life to become paralyzed with no hope of healing ever again. If not treated immediately and with great care, third degree burns can alter your life forever. You know, in the medical world, third-degree burns are categorized as the very worst type of burns, and they can certainly cause death. However, in the world of spiritual pain and human emotional suffering, there is a fourth type of life burn. No one desires to experience this horrific type of scarring and blistering, but it is possible to experience fourth-degree burns and still be healed from the raw pain. What is a fourth degree burn? Well, it's when your child is diagnosed with a fatal and fast growing brain tumor. Why, God, why do I have to go through this? Or your parents have just been killed in a horrific car accident. Why, God, why do I have to go through this? Before you ever encounter another burn in life. It is absolutely critical. It is absolutely vital that you know who God is. You must have a foundational knowledge of who God is. This one theological issue has the power to impact every single area of your life. If you know who God is, it changes your motives and your thoughts and your desires and your prayer life and how you talk to people and the choices you make and how you worship. It is absolutely, utterly and critically necessary that we know God, that we know who he is, that we know who the Bible says he is. Because in Romans, it tells us that man fell when he lost his right concept of God. And you will fall too. If you don't know who God is, you will fall into depression and bitterness, into losing hope and direction, and maybe even into losing your faith if you don't know who God is. Let's read today from Romans chapter 1, starting with verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to. Purity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them, for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen and then Romans 1.28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. You need to know who God is and glorify him as such. Otherwise, you're going to be in big, big trouble. In these verses, man got all mixed up about what God was like. Mankind didn't know the character of God. My friend, the fire will kill you and who God meant for you to be. You will not become pure gold. You will not be refined if you don't focus on who God is is. But if the next time you find yourself saying, oh, why God, why do I have to go through this? If your second thought is about God and who he is, it very well could be your finest hour. Let's read from Psalms chapter nine, verse 10 the Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those that know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. You see, when you're in a time of trouble, you need to know God. You need to know his name and put all of your trust in him. This word name that we read in Psalm 9 verse 10 means character plus reputation. If you know who God is, you will have confidence in him even during the oh no, please God, not this days of life. But if you don't know who he is, you won't have faith in him. You know, I know many, many people who cry out, oh God, during a trial, but they don't know his character or his reputation. Let's find out how the Bible describes the Lord. Psalm 25 verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. Jeremiah 33 11, give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Psalm 16 2, I said to the Lord, You are my Lord, I have no good beside you. Do you see a theme developing? In every verse that we have read so far that describes the nature and the character of God, he is described as good good. God is good. There is no bad in him. I hope that you'll join me tomorrow as we continue the study of the name, the nature, and the character of God. But for now, I want you to remember that God is good all the time. He is good. He does good. And he is working all things together for your good. Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855 Joy Life. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Whether you want to live above the ordinary or learn to worship God even during hardships, Carol has great teachings to help you every step of the way.